For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. We appreciate your flocking to us here on Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen to hang with you for the next two hours to talk Philadelphia Eagles football, which will include things that happened around the National Football League last 24, 48 hours that could have residual effects on the Eagles. That's what we do. We give you all sides, all views of stuff going down that could affect the hometown squad, the Birds. Uh, Johnny Mac, we knew yesterday was transition day. We talked about could they, would they throw a tag on any player? The only one who even had the smallest of chances was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And we found out yesterday at 4 o'clock that that was not going to be the case. And then I found out last night that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's dropping hints that, all right, no franchise tag, no more Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. On his uh, Twitter account last night, he put up an all love Philadelphia tweet with highlights of his very good year here in Philadelphia. And several of his teammates responded with, you got to do what you got to do. You got to take care of your family. Kind of a goodbye tweet from Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Now, certainly a 180 can be done, but he's uh, at least laying the groundwork for an exit out of Philadelphia. Uh, if you're the Eagles, are you second guessing not putting the franchise tag on Chauncey Gardner Johnson? No, not at all. Um, and I don't even know if he's gone. I mean, uh, you know, everybody runs to that conclusion with that tweet. Does that really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what these guys think on social media, not just CJ, but he's done stuff in the past, quickly deleted. We talked about, I mean, I, I don't know. 
As far as uh, I know, he hasn't deleted this one yet, John. If we're, no. we're gonna we're gonna hold but, it in comparison to the one last week that was ill advised, he doesn't necessarily think this one is ill advised. As far but, as I know, but, but I mean, up. what what makes people you know, uh, you know, say that was saying goodbye? I mean, there's no goodbye on there. Uh, you know, people. I think certain people jump to conclusions. It can go both ways. Guilty. I don't know. If, if, if I am incorrect in my assumption, I'd love to know what your... Uh, well, I don't know. That's my assumption. All so your, Philly, your assumption is that others are wrong, but you don't know. I'm, I'm saying... No, I'm not saying others are wrong. They could be right. I'm saying they could be wrong. That's what I'm saying. I, I You know, I, all love Philly... Green heart, Eagles emoji. Right. I, where, where is I'm leaving the Eagles in there? I've always thought, and I mentioned with the franchise tag, with C.J. Gardner Johnson. You know, he's there's three categories of Eagles uh, in in free agency to me. The guys that are as good as gone, the either ors, the Kaiser Whites, the the Marcus Epps's of the world uh, that kind of hinges on other players' decisions. And then the group which CJ is in, let's see what the market is, and we'll go from there. And I still think he's in that group. But I'll ask you, since you're going in that direction, all love Philly, green heart, eagles emoji. Right. Is there a goodbye in there? Yeah. He's, he's ready to take his act elsewhere. Now, as I just said, Oh, there's a chance for a 180 if the Eagles come out and give him an unbelievably good offer and their best offer is that he's got on the open market. He's here in Philadelphia. He's not going to sign somewhere else for less because he put out a see you later by tweet on the Eagles. He's not going to hold himself to that standard. But my belief is last night when he decided to put that up on social media, he is absolutely leaning toward being elsewhere next year. With the chance of a reversal, but what do I think was the motivation behind his tweet? He was probably at least considering the fact that they could throw the franchise tag on him, which would be a nice payday. You and I both agreed yesterday. At the number for the franchise tag, is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson one of the best two or three safeties in the National Football League? Because that's what the franchise tag would make him. The Eagles are hoping to get a deal done with him at a lesser number and certainly with multiple years that they can spread cap hits out over. Um, yeah, that's he, he, he probably would have been happy. He would have been honored. He would have been uh, at least felt respected if they had slapped the franchise tag at him. So he said, oh, yeah, well, then I'll be considering all my options and out of Philly is one of them. Well, I, I definitely think that's one of his options, and and it was always one of his options. But I will say where we disagree, players hate the franchise tag. They hate it. They don't like when it's put on them um, uh, because that limits their ability for the guaranteed money. I think everybody gets caught up with average annual value with these contracts, and we saw it with the quarterbacks over recent days. And you know, that's one of the problems with the NFL. For whatever reason, nobody tells the truth on contracts. So you hear these agents put out these numbers, five years, $200 million, and that's not real. The real money is the guaranteed money. And if CJ signs for more years, he gets more guaranteed money up front, and that's why players don't like the franchise tag. By, but by and large, they really dislike it. Uh, because they know they're in a position to get 
more money on the open market. So we definitely disagree from that point. I don't think he's upset they didn't put the franchise tag on him. Now, what what CJ has the ability to do is talk to his agent, uh, uh, Kevin Connors, his agent, and he knows what's going on, and he knows where where the negotiations are. So he's got the information already. Look, maybe the Eagles have no interest in bringing him back. Maybe maybe they said it's too much money. He's not. I I said yesterday on the show he's not that guy. He's a good player. I want everybody to hear that because they run down these roads. He's a very good player, but he's not a top safety in the NFL. 14.5 million guys. So when people are saying, are they going to franchise him? I'm like, ah, they're not going to go down that route with CJ. And, and Tepe, part of that is just the Eagles and the way they do business as well. They don't like to use the franchise tag. So that part of it comes into the equation. It's been 15 years now. This will be the 15th consecutive year that they will not use the franchise tag. Now they placed it on Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick, as people point out, but they rescinded it because they worked out it was just a, a strategy placeholder. So that was the only question. Would they use it as a placeholder? And again, Mike Vick, big deal at the time. Deshaun Jackson, big deal at the time. Proven players. Chauncey had a great year. Great year. Made a lot of big plays, but as you brought up the PFF numbers, yeah. consistency is not necessarily there. Splash, yes. Consistency, we could use some help. So that's when I say he's not that guy. That's what I mean. Not to say he's not a good player. He's a very good player. He's very young. He's upside. And I want to see this market. I really do, because I think there's a lot of teams that aren't going to touch C.J. Gardner-Johnson for two reasons. One, what I just said. Two, big personality. Big personality. And you want to let that – how many coaches in this league, Jody, are coaching for their job this year? You know, Bunch. There were there were enough changes this offseason, but there were also some guys that were sitting on the fence, and if they come back with another bad year, they're probably dead. Exactly. Right. So you can wipe them out. They don't want anything that's going to affect their ecosystem because they're, they're coaching for their jobs. And and then there's plenty of guys who aren't, and plenty of guys who are willing to take it on. But you got to have a strong locker room, strong personalities. And as Marcus Hayes reported with Denard Wilson, you know that was one of the things that he did well is keep guys in in and sort of on the same page and things like that. And by the way, congratulations to Denard. He gets a job in Baltimore, lands pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So I mean, but back to where we started. I don't know if that was a goodbye. I know a lot of people took it as a goodbye and, and maybe it is. I'm not saying they're right. wrong, but I, I have no idea is what I'm saying. And and that's fine if you don't want to register an opinion, but I don't think he just sat down and grabbed his phone and decided to throw it out there because yeah, I got a spare five minutes. I have to believe there was a reason that he uh, decided to throw out and put this uh, highlight tape together at this time. I think he is a big personality, as you state correctly, that does things and says things for a reason. Not always the best of the organization, but not afraid to speak his mind. So I think there's got to be something behind it. That's what I came up with. If you came up with, uh, how the hell do I know? Okay, fine. 
But uh, I, I do believe he laid the groundwork for Eagle fans. It's not looking good for me. Well, as I said, me. if Kevin Connor told him, look, we're going to get bigger deals elsewhere. Yeah, he's out the door. Uh, he's out the door. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. He's out the door. But I will say he's not upset because the Eagles didn't put the franchise tag on him. I think he'd be more upset if they put the franchise tag on him. That's just the the nature of most NFL players. They don't want that tag. They don't. They 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 don't like it. Uh, you know, I'm sure Saquon some, Barkley's upset about it. This some this players morning. have used the franchise tag quite nicely. Thank you very much, and spun that off into bigger and better contracts, aka Kirk Cousins with the Washington. Then at the time, uh, Redskins and uh, completely guaranteed contract. Minnesota <laughs> the exception Durant. proves the rule. But yeah, if, if our buddy Andrew Brandt was here, he would, you know, Kirk Cousins is a first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to making money in the NFL. I, I, you know, he's, he's the exception. He's not the rule. Right. Just saying it can be done. Most are, as you describe, not happy because they'd rather have the big long-term contract. And some of these guys we've also seen in the NFL franchise tag put on guys. And then, oh, by the way, they're rescinded. That the oh, yeah. players have the choice to immediately accept it. And if they do, boom, the year's locked in. Every penny is guaranteed. You don't get to negotiate for 12 more months, but guys, don't necessarily want to do it. They want to continue to negotiate. The negotiations aren't going well. The team gets in a spot with other needs, and they go, yeah, you know, we'll rescind that. We'll go on. We'll we'll change our, our strategy and our course, and we'll move on without the players. So you got to play it. It's, it's something that you need to handle correctly, and uh, the way that CJ handled it last night, I think he's laying the groundwork for an exit out of Philadelphia. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, you mentioned Denard Wilson, and yes, I was glad to see that he landed with the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Seems like a good dude. You know him better than me. You're one of the big guys. You're down there, and uh, I know uh, you know Gannon well, and Gannon spoke very highly of Denard Wilson whenever asked about him and the job the D-backs were doing. Glad he got a gig, good gig with a good team and a good defense and a good secondary. The Ravens have a good secondary, uh, so he did land on his feet. But the additional information, I don't know if you saw this this morning, as per our buddy Ruben Frank on NBC Sports Philadelphia, he is reporting in conflict with Marcus Hayes reported this week, which was it was an eagle decision that they decided to move on from Denard Wilson. Ruben reported that when he was out at the combine and Denard was out at the combine with the Eagles, that he informed the Eagles that he would not be back with them this year. So we still don't know what happened between the Eagles and Denard Wilson as of right now. All we know is he's going to be with the Ravens next year. Yeah, and all I can say, and I said it yesterday on the show, because when Marcus's piece came out, I did contact the Eagles, and they said pretty, you know, concretely, um, yeah, that's not what that's not what I heard. <laughs> so I mean, there is a uh, a conflict uh, and 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 sort of uh, he said he said as I described it yesterday. Um, look, when they hired Sean Desai, I'd said you know, he's not going to be back. I mean, he's just not going to be back. That's not how sort of coaching works. Uh, when you're a finalist for that job, you've been here, and he's passed over. It would have been really difficult for Denard Wilson to come back to that type of situation. So ultimately, I. 
I knew he was going to be um, not with the Eagles. It's just a, a matter of, you know, how are you going to spin it? And obviously it was spun from the Eagles perspective as mutual. I don't think it was mutual either. So I don't think he was fired and I don't think it was mutual. I think it was Denard being upset. He was passed over from somebody outside the organization. Remember, again, I point out the Eagles know this. The Eagles criticize, you know, fans and, and, and people that don't put the context on things. And by the way, I agree with them. Number one pass defense, number two defense. I've been saying this how long? And you got people saying this defense stinks. This defense stinks. Can't have it both ways, you know. And Denard Wilson was the leader of the position room that had the number one passing defense in the NFL. And he got passed over for an outside, and, and the Eagles have been very vocal about their love of Jonathan Gannon over the years, not just this year, not just Jeffrey Lurie stepping in and say, we'll pay you more to be the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about that, Jody. Yeah. And the Arizona is going to pay for you because that's what happened. Then Arizona is going to pay for you to be the head coach. That's how much they liked Jonathan Gannon. And they went outside the organization. Denard Wilson can't stay in that. It's like, what else can you do? If, if I'm Denard Wilson, that's what I'd be saying. I'd say exactly what I said to you, Jody. I said, we have the number one pass defense in the NFL, the number two defense overall. You just wanted to keep Gannon and pay him like a head coach. I'm his right-hand man, which Gannon said on in, in, in public. And you're going outside the organization. How do you stay in that situation if you're Denard Wilson? Well, then my question to you would be, do you refute? Do you think that it's misinformation? Because there was a report that Denard Wilson, after finding out that he didn't get the gig as defensive coordinator, said, I'm good with coming back and coaching the DBs with the Eagles again. Do you think that was a fabrication and... Somebody no, I certainly don't think I, I know Marcus well. Someone told Mark, Marcus is not making that up out of whole cloth. Uh, by no stretch am I saying that. Uh, uh, but, you know, again, in these types of situations, and that's one of the problems with, you know, we talk about the obvious when it comes to changing coaches. There's all these political aspects to it as well. Uh, that are probably more difficult than replacing somebody from an X's and O's or play calling standpoint, because people are going to get upset. People are going to go in a different direction. And, and from Denard's perspective, look, if it were me, I can only put myself in that situation. If it were me and I put down what he put down on his resume and I was, I was passed over, I would say, what else do I have to do? What else can I do to prove myself to you? I got to go somewhere else. That That's how I would take it. Marcus heard, had heard that from somebody. He's not making it up. Uh, you know, whether they had the right information, whether they were in the room. Now you have Ruben, you have dueling reports uh, saying Denard Wilson told the Eagles he wasn't going to be back. And, and the Eagles say it was mutual. You know, 
take your pick. But he wasn't coming back. And I said that when they hired Sean Desai, you know, we were off. But I said it on Mike Gill's show, we're going to have Mike Gill. It was over. He was not coming back. It was most likely that he was going to be elsewhere, and now he is. And however it came down, and we may never get to the bottom of it. You're a pretty good reporter, so somebody may tell you at some point off the record exactly how it did come down. The Eagles are going to get on with the rest of their lives, which one decides their defense quarter. And Denard Wilson's going to get on with his coaching career with the Baltimore Ravens and a pretty good landing spot with a good team, with a good defense, with a good secondary. I'm just happy for Denard Wilson because you're right. He got passed over. Did the Eagles do the right thing? We'll find out how good a defense quarter Sean Desai is. Did they miss out on an opportunity? Did they make a mistake? We don't know. And we won't really find that out because with whatever Wilson does down in, in Denver, that's him as a positional coach. Will that show that, oh, he would have been a better defense coordinator than Sean Desai? Probably not. So we'll never really know what could have happened if they'd gone in a different direction. All I'm saying is I'm glad he got a good job. He got a job quickly and got a good job so he can continue on and maybe get into the conversation of uh, potential defensive coordinator openings down the road. All right, John McMullen and Jody McDonald, a.k.a. Mac and Mac, here on Birds 365. We've got our buddy Mike Gill in the waiting room. He's ready to jump in, jump on, and confirm that John McMullen said last week, oh, he's gone. Uh, Denard Wilson's gone. Uh, it doesn't matter what we've heard or not heard yet. He's not coming back and working on Deshaun Desai. Uh, we will talk about that and all things Eagles with Mike Gill from down the shore next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. You're tuning in here to Burgess 365. Or you can go ahead and hit that like button. That's Mike Gill. That's Mike Gill right there, right now. So there's no reason you shouldn't hit that like button because everybody likes Mike Gill. Right, Johnny Mac? Oh, they should. I don't know if everybody likes Mike, but they should. <laughs> is that the consensus? The consensus uh, is the same between the two Mac and Macs and Mike Gill. Yeah, some people like us a lot. Others can't stand us a little bit, but they still stream in anyway. So we got to say thanks for at least that. All right. Uh, Johnny Mac just said before you uh, jump, jumped in with us that he was on your show last week. And before the announcement came down that Denard Wilson was not going to be back on Eagle staff this year, he said, yeah, but he's not going to be back on Eagle staff this year. That uh, this is a foregone conclusion. The guillotine just hasn't come down yet, whether it's a self-inflicted guillotine or an Eagles drop guillotine. Uh, if uh, Johnny Mac said that, then he was right. Not only is he off the Eagles, but he's already on the Ravens. Are you surprised the way this whole thing went down, Mike? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I mean, you get like a scorned lover here who thought they were, you know, they were the mistress. They thought you were going to get rid of your your wife and then you were going to ask her to kind of take her place and it never happens. And then all of a sudden they're like, We've had this affair going on. You told me you were going to leave your wife. You did leave your wife. And now you're not asking me to move into the house. So I could see the the thing spiraling out of control from here. That just popped into my head. I don't know what, how that happened. It didn't actually happen in my real life, by the way. <laughs> but Yeah, that I wasn't going to go down that route. It's more like <laughs> being in a family business and they went outside the family to sort of uh, jump well, over – I can understand like Wilson being, you know, him, him thinking I'm the next in line here. You just did it on the offensive side of the ball. You, 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 you gave that guy the promotion. Why not me? I had some support from others. And then you would think now this is where it gets murky is, did he get fired? Did they just basically, you know, there's some people who think that he wanted to stay. I don't know how accurate that is, but. Did he want to stay and the Eagles didn't want him to come back? Did the Eagles just say, no, we're not interested in having you back? But we've talked about this a lot. When Andy started to lose coaches, that's when things started to get a little dirty around here in the Andy Reid years. He had this great staff. And then when people started to poach, when he had to try to replace them, they had some down years because they didn't have the best coaching staffs out there. And, you know, we'll see what, what ends up happening because of you, – you've lost now, what, three, four coaches from this staff in one offseason? Andy used to use like one at a time. He just lost – what's this, three, three well, or four? Five coaches. 
Yeah, well, quality control. Well, yes, and that's yeah, quality right. control. I don't know how big a loss that is, but five legit coaches, two deep, yeah. two uh, coordinators, a linebacker coach, and a defensive back coach. That's a pretty good uh, poaching off season, Mike Gill. There's no question. Yeah. yeah, and and you asked, you know, so the question I guess would be, did did this happen because Nick handled it poorly, or did this happen as an amicable split? Um, I, I don't think he handled it poorly and I don't think it was, you know, this is how I described it to, to Jody and that, look, Nick thought what he did was the right thing to do for the Eagles. He thinks Sean Desai is going to be a better defensive coordinator and maybe he's right. But if you're Denard Wilson, you're saying, all right, what else can I do? We have the number one ranked passing defense. I'm in charge of the secondary. I had you know, big personalities like Slay and, and Gardner Johnson on the same page. Everybody had a career year with the exception of Slay. Think about it. Bradbury, as good as he was at times in Carolina in the Giants, that was his best year. He was never an all-pro before. He was an all-pro. Avante Maddox was a good player, and, and he was injured for, uh, you know, too much of the year. But when he was on the field, never played better. Chauncey, not even close career year. Marcus, not even close career year. If I'm Denard Wilson, I'm saying to myself, well, what else can I do to prove myself? And and as I also pointed, pointed out to Jody, Mike, they said they not they wanted to keep Jonathan Gannon so much that they offered to pay him more than he was than he's getting paid by the Arizona Cardinals. And if I'm Denard Wilson, you're you're bringing this guy, trying to bring this guy back at that level, and I'm his right-hand man, and then you go outside the organization? There's nothing else I can do to prove myself to you, so I'm going to leave. That's how I would have taken it if I were Denard Wilson. Right, so you don't think he actually wanted to stay? No, no. Not not for a second. And that's what I I, I said once they made the decision. And I have no problem with Nick's decision. He can do what he wants, and he thinks that's the right way to go. And ultimately, it'll be up to Sean Desai to prove that. Uh, and, once he made that decision, it was over for Denard. Well, and he got a job instantaneously. I mean, yeah, so yeah. is he putting – is that his side saying, hey, Denard wanted to stay. He's a great guy. He's a good soldier. He wanted to stay. And then the Ravens say, yeah, you sound like a great guy. Why don't you come down I-95 and uh, join us? Yeah, I mean, Marcus is a very good reporter. I said, you know, obviously he got that information from somebody. I don't know how, who, how we, who we got it from. It, 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 sure. It's strange. I will say that. It's strange. And then, as Jody pointed out, Ruben Frank says, Denard told the Eagles out in Indy he wasn't coming back. That that one makes more sense to me, I will say that, um, because I thought, but I could be wrong, I thought the minute they hired Sean Desai, Denard Wilson yeah. was gone. I always yeah, no, him. that the that makes sense is, hey, I, I was up for the job. I didn't get it, and it would just be weird for me to, even if that, it was just like, hey, no hard feelings, it would just be weird I was up for that yeah. job. I didn't get exactly. it on that exactly. level. But yeah. let me paint one scenario that is a possibility. And again, we're getting out here on a limb, but it's it's a fun conversation to have. Perhaps if I'm Denard Wilson, you say Denard what had to go. As soon as he gets passed off, he gotta go. 
but he wants to work this year and he's under contract and he's going to have his agent out there as soon as he finds out he's not getting Eagles defense coordinator gig. Well, what other gig is there out there for me? In the meantime, you hold on to the job you got. I my father taught me that lesson when I was 17 or 18 years old. You don't yes, quit no, a job pop, until you have pop, another dude. job in place. You don't just quit because, oh, I don't like my job anymore. And then you're unemployed. So you line up your next job before you quit the job that you're presently in. And maybe Denard Wilson was going to go down that road that he, he his goal was to land somewhere else. But he wasn't there yet. So he told the Eagles, all right, well, you know, I'll be back as the DB coach. I'm disappointed. But. I'm not, I'm not quitting on you guys. And they turn around and quit on them anyway. Well, that's why you end up with eight jobs at the same time, Jody. And I, I got a couple of jobs. They, they over, overlapping is not the worst thing in the world. Well, here's what, you know, I agreed. I said, you know, the small door that Denard would have stayed would be that he didn't get a job somewhere else. But again, he he's in charge of the number one passing defense in the NFL where everybody in the NFL can't stop the pass, as evident by the fans who think the Eagles can't stop the pass, um, he was always getting another job, even if it was, even with the timing. Um, you can make up a title, right? Defensive passing game coordinator, assistant head coach. Somebody was always coming to get Denard Wilson. And right. that was borne out by Baltimore, Almost immediately yeah. going out and getting Denard Wilson. He had enough of a, you know, that sometimes when you don't have that job, you take a chance on yourself. He had enough reason to take a chance on himself yeah. to say, you know what? I don't need this job anymore. You didn't value me the way you should. I'm out of here. And watch, I'll get another job tomorrow. You know, when you walk, into your boss and say, I want more money. No, you, you don't deserve more money. Well, then I'm leaving and I'm going to get another job tomorrow. And that place is going to have, way better revenue because I'm there now. When you have that bet on yourself, Denar Wilson had the, he had, his agent had to be saying, look, I can get you a job tomorrow. If you want to leave, get out of there. Yeah. And that may very well be the way that it shook out. All right, Mike Gill, uh, you're a good guy to have on today because your show yeah. down the shore certainly talks Eagles, but you also get New York fans on your phones because uh, uh, some New Yorkers and or North Jersey people get all the way down to AC. They get uh, a lot so of Jets then, recently, Jody. A lot of Jets recently. Yeah. Really? Oh, geez. I'm, uh, I'm so torn because I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, but I think he's just, I think he's gone off the deep end and I think he's checked out of life. Yeah, he's off the reservation. He really really is. So despite his talent level, I'm not sure I want any part of him on the Jets. Uh, But no, I want to talk about that other New York quarterback. That would be Daniel Jones. Four-year, $160 million contract. The devil is in the details. I've seen varying reports on it. Sounds more like a two-year, $80-plus million contract. Dressed up as a potential three-year deal. Really, no shot at a full four-year deal. What was the feedback on the Giants getting the contract done that they needed to right up against the deadline? Otherwise, they probably would have thrown a franchise tag on Daniel Jones. What was the take on the Giants getting the deal done with Jones? It was lukewarm from the Giants fans, but I'll tell you, the Eagles fans, which we, you know, obviously have probably about 75% in the audience, were happy. I mean, it was like, okay, the Giants have decided to stick down this road of, 
good but not great. And, and you know, I talked about the fact that you, you're in the NFL. You kind of get you get stuck in this situation where there's only so many of this level quarterbacks that everybody yearns to get. There's only so many of them, yet everyone's on the, the hamster wheel trying to get one. What do you do when you don't have one and then you aren't in position to get one, similar to where the Giants are? You come up with a deal like this where, okay, we're going to give you money that we probably don't want to give you, but we're going to make it look like you're getting more years when you're really not, and we can get out of that deal after two more years of evaluation. So I think the Giant fans seem lukewarm on it, like kind of like, what else were we going to do? Now, this is an offseason where I guess there were some options, but what option were you taking? Are they going to get in the – you have to have $60 million of cap space to be able to go get Aaron Rodgers. You have to be, have that on available the day you get him. So I don't think that was a realistic possibility. Is Derek Carr a huge upgrade for similar money from Daniel Jones? So I think they were kind of res- resolved to the fact that what else were we going to do in this? And that's what happens when they made the playoffs last year. They put themselves in a position where they could not improve that position. And, you know, same thing in Seattle. They were in a situation. Now they have the fifth pick in the draft, Seattle, by the way. So they can take a quarterback if they won. But this quarterback goes out and has his best year ever. Now, Daniel Jones, the question is, what do they view him as a quarterback? Is he a passer? Is he a runner? Is he just a, a game manager? Does he lead this team? You take Saquon Barkley off that team, then what is he? So that one, I think, was lukewarm from the Giant fans. And I think the Eagles fans are rejoicing, thinking, okay, the Giants are just going to kind of be stuck in this nine and eight rut. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of agree with Giant fans because I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan. Give him credit. He outplayed my expectations this year. Yeah. I said he's a bottom 10 quarterback since he came into the league. And he got legitimately into the middle of the pack in the NFL this year. He's not the a top question... yet, but he's middle of the pack. The question might be for him, similar to Jalen. If they go out and get a couple receivers this offseason, they had no receivers. They had nothing for him last year. How much does that improve him from the middle of the pack? Can he go into Kirk Cousins' area? Can he be like a top 10 guy, 12? If he gets – now, the problem is there's no receiver in free agency. Could they get in the DeAndre Hopkins trade? Do they bring back Odell Beckham? Uh, there's not really a receiver in this draft that's going to turn your offense around right off the bat. So that's the problem is I don't know, unless they could do something like the Eagles did last year, make a trade. I don't see where they get that player, but does getting that level of talent raise his level of play? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough decision. I understand why the giants did it, but in a lot of ways, I think they just paid for overachieving. I think that's what you get for overachieving. You know, they were better than certainly I expected. Most people expected. Brian Dayball deserves a lot of credit. Did he elevate Daniel Jones? I don't think Daniel Jones is a star quarterback. I can say that. And 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 by the way, he didn't get a star quarterback contract. We're going to see star quarterback contracts when Jalen signs and Joe Burrow Ooh. and Justin Herbert. Then you're going to see star quarterback contracts. So, and keep uh, this in right. mind. Keep this in mind. The Giants, much like the people who said the Eagles didn't play anybody all year, they played less. I mean, their schedule was the same as the their divisions. They're going to the AFC East next year. So all four of these teams are going to have to play Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, and the Patriots. And what do they play this? The um, the NFC 
I can't remember which NFC division they play next year, but the both of them are. I think it's the West, actually. Is it the West? Yeah, I don't it is. Yeah, they're going out West a lot. So there's the Giants went nine and eight playing against a schedule that everybody said, well, you didn't play anybody this year. Well, next year, you're not going to get the same people saying you didn't play anybody. So and that nine eight record. You, you know, the schedule's the schedule. And, you know, I, I don't blame him for that. I think, you know, but I do think. You know, his best two games are probably against Minnesota who had the 31st or 30, I forget it was 31st or 32nd pass defense. And then he came into Philadelphia against, again, a pass defense that can't play uh, and didn't do much. Uh, uh, so I, I don't think he's a star quarterback, but I think the Giants are in that sort of pickle. What do you do? Yeah. Um, and they they made the right decision. They can get out of it in two years. And I think they probably will, to be honest, get out of it in two years. I want to bring you back in-house, Mike, because another thing we discussed before you came on was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Obviously, yesterday was franchise tag day. Um, the Eagles didn't use it as is their typical way of doing business. Um and CJ went on Twitter as he's apt to do, <laughs> and a lot of people took it. it. What it was, he said, "All love Philly, green heart, Eagles emoji." A lot of people said he was saying goodbye. Was he saying goodbye? No. This um, I, I asked you. I think about Hargrave had something similar yesterday where he had one week with a grimacing face and tears strolling out of the, the eyes. And I said, well, is that him saying this is my last week as an Eagle? You can't read anything into these social media posts. I think they enjoy getting people stirred up and yeah, having them frenzy <laughs> over the fact that, oh, I put yeah. this cryptic tweet out there. They're going to talk about my tweet for five yeah. minutes. I mean, um, look, I think and you're going to get all the adulation. You're going to say, please come back. Please come back. And all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, no, we need you. You're the guy. He wants to go show the Eagles. Hey, look, I said I might leave. And look at all the people who uh, who don't want me to leave. CJ Gardner, look, we talked about this. The Eagles have used the tag five times in their history. Um, they weren't using the tag. And I probably uh, smartly they didn't use the tag. Now, can they get a deal done with CJ Gardner Johnson? Is someone going to come over the top? and make him a deal that he can't refuse, there's a good possibility that him, Hargrave, and Bradley, uh, Bradbury all get deals that the Eagles just cannot match. Now, which one of them did they prioritize to say we might go outside the box? Probably Gardner Johnson. He's only 24 years old, so that might be the guy they say, all right, we can invest a little bit more because he's younger. He can play multiple positions. Bradbury, 30. Hargrave, 30. We'll let those two go we'll, we'll put a little bit extra into Gardner Johnson but they don't want to use that tag to, to mess the cap situation up which plays out more youth or the Eagles overall philosophy on how they like to spend money yeah. and where they like spending it because if it's following their modus operandi then it's Hargrave who's going to get the money because oh yeah down, and, and get into the trenches Howie Roseman I agree. Yeah, I brought this up as well, Jody, that that's the one thing that holds me up on Hargrave is that that is the position that they do value, and they're thin there. I mean, look, if they lose Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, you could, you know, they're basically starting. you got Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and Marlon Tui-Poloto. You're basically starting from scratch at that position. So they say, you know what? 
we'll reinvest back into that spot and kind of go from there. So I think Hargrave, I think I said it last week on your show, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was the guy they decided on just because of the organization's philosophy of building in the trenches, and they got to keep that trench strong. Look, you got uh, Fletcher and Hargrave both possibly walking out, but they're both, both aging as at the same time. Those guys are both. And with Fletcher Cox, is certainly not the Fletcher Cox he was you know, five years ago. So he's going to take another dip down. Brandon Graham, if you bring another him dip. back, right? You didn't take you didn't take much of a dip last year, Mike. No, but million. That, that wasn't well, a major dip he took. I'm not talking about a dip in pay. I'm talking about a dip in production. Oh, production. Right? Okay, my bad. Right, where one of these years, look, I know people already think Fletcher Cox is taking a dip in production, and he has because he's not getting 11 sacks. He's getting six, but – yeah. At what point does he go just down to where he's basically, you know, a, a rotational player? That's that time's going to come, and the Eagles really have to balance. Is that going to happen this year? That happens overnight a lot, but when is that going to happen? And look, they're aging on that defensive line. We talked with Brandon Graham. They bring him back. He's another guy who is he going to give eleven sacks again next year? I don't know. Yeah, all those career years, I talk about it all the time. I mean, it's really hard to duplicate those and have those consistently back to back, and especially with somebody like Brandon at his age. Uh, but you, you know all the names, Mike, and, and Howie has been on the record twice already that, hey, we're going to lose players. Uh, we're going to get 2024 compensatory picks. Um so be prepared, he's essentially said to Eagles fans. But that doesn't mean they're going to lose everybody. We just talked about the two biggest names. If I gave you, so we'll throw, uh, for this exercise, we'll we'll throw Javon and Chauncey out of the equation um, because they're the two most high profile. If I said two guys are going to stay, two guys are going to leave, definitely, who are you giving me? I think um, that's a really hard one, man, because like TJ Edwards would seem like a guy that would stay, but then some wonky team out yeah. there might come over the top. And just Arizona. Look at Arizona. Yeah. Right. Might just offer him a lot of money where he's like, you know, the Eagles don't want to pay a lot of money. And if someone says, hey, we're going to give you $2 million extra to come here. So Edwards would be one that I would think because he's like they're – you know, they found him, right? They, they kind of take some pride in the fact that they uncovered this guy and he's turned into a really player um so, so but i think someone's going to pay edward so i'll say epps and i know that's not an exciting name but he's another guy no, that they didn't find him mean, he came from minnesota but they've kind of gave him from a special team to a starter them. yeah and he's not going to make a lot of money so he's a starting player that you don't have to pay a lot of money so i think he'll be one and you talk about just on defense no anything uh to go and to stay. And most of their free agents are on the defensive side, though. Yeah, um, right. Uh, I'm going to surprise people a little wild card here, and I'll say that Miles Sanders is back because woo. yeah, that's a yeah. big one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teams have franchised their running backs, and there's a lot of you know. So I think that the, the the market's just not going to be there. He wants to be here, and I think they'll get him back in a deal that they're comfortable with. And that'll probably quiet all the Bajon Robinson conversation that seems to be 
uh, out there with all these mock drafts, putting him at number 10. never learn with these running backs. They so never I'll say learn. Miles Sanders will be back. So Epps and Sanders, and the two guys I think are gone is Bradbury – and I, I actually, I think TJ Edwards is definitely the other guy because I just think he's going to get paid a lot of money, and the Eagles are not going to pay that position. They have N'Kobe Dean, and they're okay with it. I think you got a pretty good grasp on it, but I'm going to ask you a question that flies in the face of what you just said. Yeah, let's say Miles does get an offer. There's a team out there that off give them seven, a two year, fourteen million dollar deal, and the Eagles just aren't going to go there because they don't uh, value the running back position enough. Bijan Robinson at all. Is Kenny Gainwell good enough to be the Eagles lead back? He was for the last couple of weeks of the season, the Super Bowl. Miles makes that bad decision. First carry bounces it outside, should have stayed inside, hurts his hand. It ends up being Gainwell gets more carries than him in the biggest game of the year. I like Kenny Gainwell. I like him in the role that he serves for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's one of those guys where if you give him more, he will perform less. I think they need another running back. You're right. Miles Sanders is the guy. All right, they're fine. But if Miles is out the door, is Kenny Gainwell good enough to be the Eagles lead back next year? Um, I agree with you. I like the role he's in, but I think that role could expand. Does that mean he can be the guy or just an expansion of his role as the secondary guy. Howie Roseman said when he spoke, you know, a week ago, we like where he's at, but we don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. So do they view him that there's more or do they view him like we're viewing him? We like him in this role, but we think that role can expand, but not to be the main guy. I don't know that he could be the main guy. And I don't think they view him as the main guy. I think they view him as the guy here, but with a, just a little bit more responsibility, because quite frankly, guys, I think we all think, he had been disappointing in the role that he had been playing in for most yeah. of the season. We thought we were going to get more from Kenny Gainwell the last two years. You know, when they drafted this guy, this is a guy who, you know, virtually played some wide receiver at Memphis just because of necessity. They had so many running backs there. He hasn't caught the ball at all in this offense, right? He's not yeah. catching the ball out of the backfield. He's not showing that dual threat capability. So I think Roseman's right when they say the ceiling is higher for Gainwell. I just don't think it's. 18 carry guy plus you know he's not christian mccaffrey now and i think you're right i compared it to an old sugar ray leonard boxing round i think everybody forgot kenny was so good late that everybody forgot hey he had a pretty bad season people were disappointing he he didn't step up um and I think you're right. I think he's great in his role. I think the Eagles are going to bring in a lead back. I, I'm not with you. I don't think Miles is going to be back, but I think they're going to bring in a lead back. It could be the draft. It could be, uh, you know, somebody getting um, salary cap elsewhere. There's some young backs on the market. They can go a little bit cheaper. Um, so I think he's going to be part of the mix, but I don't think he's going to be the lead back. At uh, Mike Gill's show, 97.3 ESPN South Jersey, the sports bash every day, two to six. I'll be part of that uh, today at three o'clock, I believe. Uh, I get everything mixed up, Mike. Uh, so I'll leave you with this. Uh, we, we kind of, we talk so much about Denard Wilson, Jonathan Gannon, Sean Desai. We kind of just overlook the shift from Shane Steichen to Brian Johnson. Um, 
And there's going to be, you know, more. It's Nick Sirianni's offense, so there's going to be more continuity. But I always tell Jody, man, I thought Shane Steichen was a heck of a play caller. I think he had a feel for it. And I think the assumption that there's not going to be any kind of hiccup may not necessarily be correct. Um, Agree with that? Disagree. Oh, there's always the possibility, right? It's not like this guy's shifting right in and you're taking Steichen's, you know, um, he has a voice box there and you're just holding it up and letting him recall the plays. Somebody new is calling these plays. So his feel and his, you know, um, rhythm of a game may be way different. He might have similar philosophies, similar style, similar terminology, but that doesn't mean it's coming out the same on game day. And look, everything changes in the moment, you know, down and distance changes the play. Down and distance changes the philosophy. So you're getting a completely, even though you could have the exact same playbook with the exact same calls, names, that doesn't mean the calls are going to be the same because a new guy's calling them. Um, you hope that the guy sitting right next to him all season long kind of gets a feel of, hey, in this situation, this is where Shane, Shane might like to go. Well, I might like to try this. So, no, you're, yeah, there, there's going to be a little bit of change. I think the key would be, though, are you keeping the same terminology? You know, you don't have to learn a whole new offense. That was the big thing with, with Jalen last year. Well, this is the first time he's in the offense, the same coordinator. Well, now he's got another new coordinator. So they try to keep it as similar as possible. Doesn't mean it's going to be exactly the same, but as similar as possible. And, look, this whole offense is back. And that was the one reason why I think Miles possibly – I'm kind of 50-50 with mine. I just think that he's not going to get the deal that he thinks he's going to get. Maybe he doesn't think he's going to get a big deal. Maybe he looked around and said, oh, geez, uh, these guys all got franchised. Um, now that moves him up the pecking order because there's yeah. less yeah. guys. But do people want to pay him that number one A running back number? And he might be like, whoa, I thought I was going to get more money than this. And the Eagles say, hey, well, if you want to come back here for $7 million a year, there's a home for you. Uh, he does move up the rankings of the uh, running backs who are free agents, but now there are jobs that aren't available. The Raiders, the Giants, and uh, uh, the Cowboys. Well, probably not the Cowboys because they still got Zeke there, but they could have been teams on the look for a running back, but they uh, won't be coming into this offseason. All right, Mike Gill, need your help with this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we don't get an announcement today of the new Jalen Hurts contract agreement with the Philadelphia Eagles. not going to happen today. And probably not tomorrow. And I'll really go out on a limb and say we get information on what the soreness is in Andrew Painter's elbow before Jalen signs his new contract. Another thing I can't just understand a little bit. Um, where, when's the date? You can give me a week. It doesn't have to be a one individual date. But about what time do we officially say, yeah, why hasn't this gotten done? Is there trouble in paradise? Can we actually start getting nervous? Now, there's some Eagle fans that are nervous already, but they're the panic group. Realistic Eagle fans who can legitimately say, yeah, we should have had this done. This should have gotten done by now. What are we waiting on? What are the Eagles or Jalen or the negotiation? Why is it still not done at this stage? When is it legitimately okay to be concerned that there's a holdup with Eagles and Jalen? Well, you just said it. I mean, a lot of times the fans are going to say, why isn't this done already? Look, here's the problem. Um, 
I think Kyler Murray signed a, a deal was like in July of, of what last year. Did he sign that deal? July of last year. It was like July of last year. So you're talking about in the summertime um, that they did it. So the problem with this one is you've got Herbert and Burrow and you just had Daniel Jones who who got one done, but you're kind of, everyone's in limbo. They don't want to be the first team to do it or, or they want to be the first team to do it. They Eagles don't want to be first. Right, they yeah. want to be the first team to do it. So they want to try to set the market here. So with, Hurts, Jody, I would think that would be earlier then. Because I'm going off of Murray. Last year was July. I think with Hurts, you probably want to try to get it done a little earlier. So I would say around you, – you gave me, you told me to give you like a week area. The draft yeah. is 27th. I'll say like the week leading up to the draft, I would think. You, you, you know, But I don't think there's a reason to panic. This is just kind of – hey, listen, we got – we got to play the game here a little bit, but I'm sure they're having conversation about getting this thing done. It's just crossing the I, dot the I's, crossing the T's before they make it happen, happen. But I'd say sometime in like mid-April. Okay, so April is when we can legitimately say, yeah, what's the holdup here? Uh, do we have right to be worried? Well, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, you got, you got free agency starting next week, and I would imagine they have to have some number in mind that they're paying Jalen Hurts to work around free agency. So I'm sure this is all being kind of discussed, yeah. right? I mean, they have. They sure yeah. have. So they get the free agency number. done, and once they're done free agency, then they kind of pack him in there with the number that they felt, you know, that was going to be, you know, probably 50 yeah, I mean the Eagles. I, I Carson Carson was in June. I remember. I remember that it was early June uh, when they gave Carson his big extension, um, and that kind of came out of nowhere. But um, that the, the luxury the Eagles have is Joe Burrow's on Cincinnati. I've mentioned this before. Justin Herbert's on the Chargers. And those are two organizations that aren't going to race to the finish line when it comes to paying yeah. um, big money. Um, because remember, for for people that don't know, when you sign these big contracts and you put out these outrageous financial guarantees, what happens with quarterbacks, w- one of the issues is all that guaranteed money has to go in escrow that day. Yeah. That day. So if you guarantee Kyler Murray $160 million, $160 million has got to go into escrow. It's not like you can say, oh, we promise we're going to pay that. It's got to go into escrow. Um, now, does that happen I'll, with every contract in the league, John, or is there a, a number that if you're above this, this is nope, what you have to put in escrow? Every contract in the league. Contract. So it's only a problem with quarterbacks. Typically. Yeah, every contract. Yeah, every single contract. It's That's what happened. That's what happened yeah. with uh, Khalil Mack with the Raiders. They just didn't have the money to put in escrow. Exactly. They couldn't and put the money in escrow understand. for him, and, he, and they had to get rid of him because they didn't have the guaranteed money up front to bring him back. So they had to trade him. Yeah. Um, and there are certain NFL owners who aren't as liquid as other NFL owners, and. You know, the David Teppers of the world and and the Stan Kroenke's of the world, it's never a problem. For a lot of NFL owners, it's, it's a new problem. New owners of the Denver Broncos can yeah. do that escrow They'll thing. They'll be in that category as well. Whoever buys Washington as well, if that ever happens. Um, so there's a bunch of owners that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a blip on the radar. 
Mark Davis, probably the best example. Glad you brought up Khalil Mack. Um, probably Cincinnati, the second best example. They don't have that kind of money. So it's got, they got to worry about that kind of stuff. And, and Jeffrey Lurie's sort of in between. He'll, he'll be fine. But um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big problem with these quarterback contracts. And one of the reasons why everybody's screaming about collusion with Lamar Jackson, it's not collusion. It's, we don't want to go down that route. And that's why everybody was pissed off at Jimmy Haslam. Because I, I don't have, 200 and how much was it 200 and over 250 250 252 i think i don't have 252 million dollars to put in escrow Uh, a lot of owners don't have that believe it or not but we will hear that collusion uh complaint and or potential lawsuit uh, depending on how these lamar negotiations go and they've already come out of the blocks with teams going yeah not us don't call us we'll call you we won't be calling that would be very interesting to see. And I think that will have at least a tangential effect on the negotiation with Jalen Hurts. Mike Gill, always a pleasure. We appreciate it whenever you come on. If you're not doing anything next Wednesday, we'd love to have you back again. I'm always here, man. I'm always here. Sipping coffee on the porch. You are the man. Mike Gill from uh, the Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN Radio, Don Shore here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mac Mac coming back. Hour number two. The Prince of Darkness. Bob Groats from the Delco Time will be hopping on with us. I I don't know if he'll have an ode to James Bradbury today since it's looking like he's not going to be back. He didn't take the social media the way that C.J. Gardner-Johnson did, but I think there's less Groats Groats might think he's back on a one-year prove-it deal again. That's true because not as big a fan of it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. His talent evaluation as some of the others of us are. Uh, Bob Groats coming up in less than 20 minutes from now. I want to expand the conversation with Lamar Jackson, with J-Mac when we get back here. Uh, the whole collusionary talk and the fact that teams came right out of the box yesterday and said, yeah, we're not involved. We're not going to get involved with teams that don't have a quarterback. Certainly not a quarterback as good as Lamar Jackson. Uh, John gave you a uh, reason why some of them may explain as to uh, why they are not going to have interest in it. And how is Lamar going to handle this? To this point, all he knows is he thinks the Ravens aren't willing to do this. They're, they're, they're stiffing me. Shame on them because I've given them an MVP. I've kept them relevant. I've uh, won a ton of games. My winning percentage is the best of any starting quarterback in the league. And they're just cheapskates. When other teams in the league start saying the same thing, he's going to have to come to the realization that he's going to have a tough time getting that same guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson did. He's John McBone. I'm Jody McDonald. Appreciate you being tuned here to Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. 
go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Guys, here on Merch 365, Bob Groats in less than 20 minutes now. We thank Mike Gill for coming on and giving us his insights. Uh, we left off talking about Lamar Jackson before we hit the break. Uh, not, no one, uh, at least I wasn't surprised, that uh, he was tagged with the non-exclusive franchise tag, which there's two purposes to do it if you're the Ravens. Number one is, yeah, it's cheaper if you put the exclusive tag on him then you got to pay him 45 million dollars for one year the non-exclusive you only got to pay him 32 and change so it's advisable to save that 12 million dollars now he's not you talk about somebody who's not going to be happy playing on a tag oh lamar jackson is certainly in that category he's probably perturbed to no end but it gives him the right to go out and negotiate with any other team and see how good a contract he can get as soon as the announcement came down Several teams around the National Football League that have a need for a quarterback certainly would be a massive upgrade if they got their hands on Lamar Jackson. Got it out there on the record through various media outlets that 
yeah, we're not going to be playing in the Lamar Jackson market or pool. Uh, not, not, not a deal we're looking to make. We're going in another direction for quarterback, some of which were pretty surprising, one of which wasn't the Washington Commanders. I know that had been kicked around. Sorry to our buddy Ed Kratz, the biggest Sam Howell fan in the Delaware Valley. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson would be a better quarterback this year for the Commanders. But they said they were out. The Vegas Raiders said they were out. The Falcons, who there were rumors that they would trade from before we even got to the franchise tag date, said, no, we're good at quarterback. We don't need uh, Lamar Jackson. You firmly believe that this is that they they've gotten the news uh, through whatever sources they needed to. that Lamar Jackson is stuck on. I need Deshaun Watson's contract. I want every penny guaranteed and they're not willing to go down those roads. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly it. And, and, you know, it's funny because there's different ones. I give our buddy, Mike Tanier, he had a great line uh, from football outsiders. Uh, Diana Rossini um, put that the Raiders haven't eliminated any quarterback options. So you have conflicting reports, but, but Mike's response to that, was Mark Davis himself would have to go into escrow. He could live out the next five years inside a safe deposit box. So, yeah, great line. I just wanted to give Mike credit for that. But so part of the reason is I think everybody, and you're right the way you framed it, from a pure football standpoint, Lamar's better than everybody on every one of these teams, you know, that don't have quarterbacks. But that's not what we're talking about. And I think people lose – the other aspect of it and the fact that he's been negotiating. Remember, he doesn't have an agent, so that's a problem. Uh, he's been negotiating with his own team who wants him by all indications. He hasn't been able to get anything done. The information's out there. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. We brought up the escrow stuff, the great line from Mike Tanier. Um, You got to put all that money in there. And remember where you are also timing. These teams have already put together plans already put together budgets, already have plans to attack free agency, already have things, and now they're going to go, oh, we're going to drop that and say, we're going to pay you $253 million. I think the whole strategy here from Baltimore, Jody, is, hey, Lamar, we, we, we can't get something done with you. Go out and negotiate with other teams. See what else is out there. And, and worst case scenario, if you're Baltimore, they can negotiate the contract and you can match it um, or take the two first round picks. Ultimately, I think they would match it. So it's it, it's a no-lose situation. But the fact that he doesn't have an agent, I think, is really, really hurting Lamar Jackson. I really believe that. Absolutely. Um, and more power to him if he thinks he can get it done. Uh, I would never tell him that he has to take an agent. Oh, but it's very advisable, okay? Uh, We've seen how this has played out with you trying to negotiate without an agent. And and does does he call the general manager of the Jets today? Does he pick up the phone and say, it's Lamar Jackson, can I get a hold of Joe Douglas? Does does he have uh, Joe's uh, cell number? How do those negotiations get going? You know, agents are all connected and they all have the ability to get a general manager. On well, it's easy to get. Yeah, he can get ahead of Joe, a hold of Joe Douglas if he wants. But, <clears throat> um, you know, 
he, he's probably going to be dealing with whoever the Jets salary cap guy is, who I don't know, but, uh, um, you know, like Jake Rosenberg here in Philadelphia is, you know, how he gets all the credit, but Jake is the one doing all the contracts. Um, so everybody's got that sort of salary cap expert, um, and those are the guys who handle uh, the finances, but these contracts are very, very complicated. And um, yeah, it's not advisable. You know, in the legal world, they say, you know, if you want to represent yourself, you got to fool for a client. Same thing. And uh, I did read last night. It's funny because I'm writing my notes out for my WIP show um, after it became official that Lamar Jackson was getting the franchise tag. Uh, about the fact that now they're reporting the teams are saying, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, no. So the light bulb goes off on top of my head. Oh, this is going to bring up the collusion conversation because it was like rapid fire, a uh-huh. bunch of teams. It's very difficult to prove. Uh, our buddy, Mike Florio, he used to be my buddy, he used to come on my shows, couldn't get him on a no, show. Mike now, couldn't so. get there quick enough. Mike yeah. Mike ran the collusion and he did a 406 record. Uh, he got there so quick. The the lawyer that is Mike Florio went there immediately. Now, you got to be pretty dumb to get caught in yeah, colluding and trying to yeah. get the owners to agree to a certain 32 different individuals with individual teams to act in accordance on any one individual player. Not easy to do. And sure as hell, if you're pretty smart about it, and all these owners we think in the National Football League are pretty smart guys, um, that, that you would get caught doing it. It's not impossible. Ask Major League it's Baseball. happened in alone. baseball, yeah. yeah well, they, you got to be really dumb. I, I blame that on baseball. But, you know, it's not even – it doesn't have to be all 32. It's just got to be two or more. Um, so it's just got to be like – you know, Atlanta colluding with the Raiders and, uh, you know, maybe Roger Goodell gets involved, but I mean, yeah, it's very tough to prove. Um, and, and from, by the way, two, two things, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, right? I mean, um, it, it, it's well known in this league that everybody was mad at Cleveland. It's well known, right? You know, no, nobody has to get together and say, boy, that was a bad contract. We don't like that contract. Um, you set a precedent that we don't want to go down. Now, if Lamar wants to go to Kirk Cousins precedent, he'd probably already have a deal. You want to go short term, you know, they probably give him two years, fully guaranteed money. I don't That's know. That's what Dan that and Jones got. Yes, they got a four year deal and every dollar yeah. is guaranteed in the first two of it. But yeah. then after that, it's not guaranteed. That's why it's a two-year deal dressed up to be a three-year yeah, deal. And, and, and exactly. It's a four-year deal. And, and, and half of those numbers you see, Geno Smith as well, um, they're not real contracts. For whatever reason, uh, the NFL keeps going down. And if I would advocate for that change. Just be honest about these contracts. Fans would be more educated about it. But you have all this. And, and media members as well, because there's plenty of media members who don't get these contracts as well. And, and we talk about, and I talk about average annual value because people use it and we shouldn't be using that because it doesn't matter because you're never, even, even good players, like say Chauncey signs a, a five-year deal and re-signs with the Eagles and he plays great and he sees all five years of that deal 
because he's only 24 years old. Well, I guarantee you it's going to be different than when he signed it because the Eagles are going to restructure the thing all along the way as it continues to play well, as they always do. How many times have they restructured Lane Johnson? I can't even count at this stage um, who's who's played and succeeded and, and had all these seasons. So there's so much misinformation out there on contracts. It frustrates the living hell out of me. Um, but the only thing that matters is the guaranteed money because that's the only real money. And even when you sign these quarterbacks – who have long careers, you keep restructuring as they go. Always oh, got a big cap hit this year. We got to restructure. We got to lower that. We got to put more years on the end. Happens all the time. Right, which uh, we're severely putting the cart before the horse here, but I think it's worth doing because of uh, so, some fans already leaking out opinion about Jalen Hurts and what kind of contract he should sign, could sign, is obligated to sign. Uh, you and I have both heard it about uh, Jalen's got to give the Eagles a hometown discount, uh, <laughs> save a little money so they can put those other good players around him. And we'll continue to give the same opinion we've give, not this contract. Get back to me in the next contract. Then maybe you can uh, justify that stance. But this is his first time to step up to the big table and he should get every single last dollar he wants to get. For those of you who think Jalen will be doing the Eagles an injustice by doing as John and I suggest, get every dollar. Here's what else I'll say about Jalen Hurts. Because the Eagles are going to go there. Much like with Lane Johnson. They're going to need to restructure. And at some point, they're going to go to Jalen Hurts. Listen, we need to redo the deal. And here's what we need to do to clear cap space. And here's what you'll get out of it. And here's what we'll add on the back end. I think Jalen Hurts will say, yeah, whatever you need. I think he's the kind of guy who will do the right thing by the organization. As long as it's not costing him any money, as long as he and his agent, when the deal is done, get to go out and say, look at the command monster contract that we got. That, that's going to be very important to him, his agent, and, and a lot of people for him to get the best deal that he has to. But then next year when they need to redo the deal, Jay, he'll do it. He'll take care of the Eagles. He'll be a good team guy. So I'm just trying to cut off those in advance who are going to go, oh, Jalen Hurts, yeah, what happened to the great leader that he is? He had to yeah, get milk yeah. the Eagles for well, then, and, and, and that's because there's a lot of what I talked about. There's a lot of misunderstanding about contracts in the NFL because of the way they're reported and, and the way agents put it out. Because agents want to look good, right? They want to, oh, look at the deal I got for so-and-so. Um, and it's not real. And then, you know, most, most contracts, not all, but most contracts are two-year deals um, for even good players. Sometimes you're so good, you get that extra year, but most of them are two-year deals. And after two years, you can get out of it with relatively few headaches. Um, and that's sort of how the NFL does business. But I will say, you know, you talk about Elaine Johnson, teams, teams set up contracts now to where, as you mentioned, they don't even have to go to Jalen Hurts and say, uh, now, if it's an extension, they have to go to Jalen Hurts. You have to uh, negotiate an extension. But if you just want to move money around and say, oh, Jalen, your your salary's $32 million. We're going to put that all as a signing bonus and knock your salary down to $2 million to create cap space. You don't even have to get permission. Right. Um, so... 
teams have done that, like you're going to see it with Lane Johnson in the coming days. It, it's not like they have, hey, Lane, can we give you this money? No, they just do it, and it's built into the contract, and that's, you know, the Eagles have been at the forefront of that as well. The Eagles are very good with this stuff. Right, but, um, but moving money around is one thing. Adding extra years, yeah, even that, if they're yeah, voidable, yeah. which is what they do a lot, you just add extra years and you know that they're voidable. That the, 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 the before you ever get there, the, the contract year is going to disappear. Can't do that without the player's permission. You can't just well, add you can, years you can deal. you can add voidable years, but it they're voidable. It doesn't matter. It's it's a dummy year. If extensions you have to negotiate, so real real years. The Eagles have that, and that's, again, the voidable years is an Eagles trick that everybody copies. You don't need permission for that because the contract's voiding. You're not. You're only adding years on in a bookkeeping method. You're not adding years onto the contract from a real-world perspective. You're just spacing out the money for the salary cap, which has nothing to do with the player. He's getting all his money, and he's getting it up front. So most players are typically very happy. They get the money up front. Um, everything's copacetic. The Eagles get more cap space. And by the way, I thought for years the NFL might close that loophole because the Eagles are taking too much advantage of it, similar to the tush push, but in the financial aspect. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they revisit all the voidable years because everybody's doing it now. And uh, I don't know if they want to go down that route. It was an advantage for the Eagles because they got onto it first, but now that everybody has to, it's not that big a deal. So that's why I don't think the league will react to it. If everybody has the capability of doing it and most teams are smart enough to do it, well, then it's not an advantage for one or two or three teams. So my guess is that they 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 won't react to that. And oh, by the way, Peter King in his column on Monday said he doesn't think the league is going to be able to get enough uh, owners to sign off on the change on the tush push. So it, it may very well be back this year for the Eagles. So uh, good good on the birds on that one. All right. Uh, Bob Groats is scheduled to join us coming up in the next couple of minutes here. We'll uh, shoot off the text, see if Groats can get up and out of his coffin uh, to join <laughs> us here on Birds 365. Always fun when Bob Groats from the Delco Times jumps aboard on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. There's a free shot you don't get a chance to see often enough. We got to do this more often. Uh, not only is he up, he's out the door. He's in the car. He's Look on the him. move. He's Bob he's, Gross. He's moving. Times. Yeah. Ah, we can't hear Bob. Bob, we can't hear you. Let's see if he can wait. I, I don't want him to crash the car. Yeah, that's, um, that, that, that unfortunately would be the most important thing. All right, we got you, Groach. You hear me? No, we we still don't hear him. We'll see if we can figure it. We'll see if we can figure that out with Bob. Uh, Going above and beyond. I never like when people do it from the car because they always worry about their their safety, Jody Mac. Yeah, because you should, like, actually look down every once in a while, right? If you're on a quote-unquote camera, uh, I would probably disregard that and just uh, continue to drive. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, so uh, so, and we think Groats is smart enough to do that. So <clears throat> if we can get him punched back up, we will do just that. And uh, don't know if we're Bob is off too this morning, but hey, he said he would come on. He said he'd uh, jump aboard. So if we have to take him in transit, that's exactly what we'll do. Um, things that we've already been talking about today about the uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson tweet last night about the Deshaun, uh, the Lamar Jackson, give me Deshaun. Uh, Watson's contract going forward and teams not making a play for him. The Daniel Jones signs a two-year, kind of three-year, not really a four-year deal with the New York Giants yesterday and the fact that Saquon Barkley is going to stay. The Giants knew, we all knew going up to the franchise deadline yesterday, they were going to franchise one and hope to get a deal done with the other. I would have bet more money on getting a deal done with Barkley and and franchising Daniel Jones that isn't the way that it worked out um, but the debate will continue for the next two years is it better for the Eagles that Daniel Jones got this deal done 
at the numbers that he got done. But at the end of the day, most important thing is he's going to take the field against the Eagles four times in the next two years, maybe a fifth like this year when they play it in the uh, playoffs. They have won, the Eagles have won four out of the six times they met since Daniel Jones, and he missed a couple of games with injury. Um, good thing for the Eagles. All right, Groats, can we hear you now? Yeah. There ah, we go. There he is. Yeah. He punched I don't, all I don't the right know what the problem is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting back to the Super Bowl, Jody. Just getting back. The long way from uh, out in uh, Arizona. Huh? Yeah, how, I made how, a, many, how many I stops made stop did in, you make? I made a stop in Kalamazoo. I think that messed me up. Kalamazoo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see you left Jonathan Gannon in Arizona. Um, yeah, I had breakfast with him right before he signed. And uh, yeah, he, he, he does think he's a little overrated, but you know that's just Jonathan being. Jonathan. Now, what about Denard Wilson? Since we we we've debated uh, Jonathan Gannon, but what do you think of Nick Sirianni going outside the organization, bypassing Denard Wilson, and now Denard's out the door? So it's sort of like yeah. a, a two for one. I don't. To, for the life of me, I mean, I didn't think. I I know you guys said he was Jonathan Gannon's right hand man. But yeah. if he was, he would have been Jonathan in Arizona. Gannon said that. We didn't say it. Jonathan yeah, Gannon, Gannon said that. Okay, but he would have been in Arizona, right? <laughs> so he's not his right-hand man. Yeah, so. that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't know what the deal is with him. Um, you know, the the defensive backs and that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I But, you know, it's clear to me that – and, you know, the obvious is that the Eagles weren't sure either. I mean, they weren't it – was, it was no slam dunk for them. So – um, but that stuff happens all the time. So with these coaches and stuff, when you got a, when you have a change and, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that the new guy can make some type of adjustments, you know, in the, in the second half, if they get to another Super Bowl. Yeah. Ooh. Bob, can you turn around and go back to Arizona now? Cause I'd really like to ask, uh, Jonathan Gannon a question. I wonder whether when he took the gig, I'm sure he had a conversation with Sirianni, maybe Howie and, Jeffrey too. And they said, listen, we, we, we understand that if you want to offer someone a higher position, you can do that. We can't stop you from doing it. But if you're going to just try and coach someone who's going to be on the same level, we, you, you're not picking our coaching staff apart. Is there a chance that the Eagles said, listen, you got to give us first shot at Denard Wilson because we might make him our coordinator here. So you can't talk to him about becoming your defense coordinator. Could the Eagles do that? Because that would be pretty bad to Denard Wilson if they had talked Gannon out of talking him into being his coordinator in Arizona. I guess they could have done it, but I, I don't think there's a lot of – I don't think that was real a real likely scenario. I, I think, you know, Nick liked that um, – what what was his name? Nick Rallis? John? Nick Rallis, yeah. yeah. Linebacker <clears throat> coach. Yeah. He's in yeah, D.C. That's where he hired. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought he might have been a, a coordinator candidate somewhere. I, I heard – well, he is their coordinator. Well, so he's I, the, okay, the Eagles interviewed him. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy, I mean, you know, he, he was, let's be honest. He was Jonathan Gannon's right-hand man. I, that, that, that is true. I agree that, with that's you. That's the way I look at the whole thing. Well, wait a minute. Who's his right, who was his right-hand man, Wilson or Rallis? Well, you know, he hired Rallis, but do you think he liked Rallis better than Wilson when they were all coaching together here in Philadelphia? Uh, I can't. That's that's too hard to quantify. It really is. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah. Now, Nick is his guy. You know, they knew each other from Minnesota. Uh, he's known Nick longer. Um, yeah, I think I think 
he's only 29 years old, but yeah, I think in public Denard was a, you know, if you did a coaching depth chart, uh, Denard was number two on the coaching depth chart, but Jonathan is closer to, to Nick Rollis is how I would describe it. But then he jumped over him to and more power to Rollis for getting, getting that gig. Uh, so we'll let you chime in on this too, Bob Groats. And I know at the end of the day, now it doesn't matter because he's got a new gig. He's down in Baltimore. He's with a good team, with a good defense. Multiple choice question. Denard Wilson was fired by the Eagles. Denard Wilson said to the Eagles, see you later, buy him out of here. Or it doesn't matter because everybody's moved on. Does the, the way that these two groups parted ways mean anything? Uh, I'm sure Denard Wilson, I'm sure he, or Denard, yeah, he's bitter. And, uh, and I'm sure that he told him if I'm not going to be the coordinator, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stick around. They, they may have offered him something. I think it was a little bit of, of both. I mean, uh, them saying, you know, yeah, you're probably right. That that's the best. A fresh start is best for everyone. But, uh, you know, on the big, in the big scheme, grand scheme of things, um, I don't think the Eagles are going to be worrying about having to face Denard Wilson in the Super Bowl anytime soon. So the, the well, race, Baltimore's a pretty good team if they can yeah, figure as out. Good as so. they, are, though. they got they have a quarterback problem. Well, now. they gotta figure out the yeah, guy's bitter. He, he's he's a he's mad. He wouldn't play last year and and um you know I, that style of play, I mean you know you gotta I think those the quarterbacks that run a lot, I think they better win it early in their careers because I Well I you're saying about Jalen Hurts then. Yeah well you know what? This is what bothers me about the whole Gannon thing, you know, Jalen Hurts. And I mean, he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Oh yeah! If they had gotten one stop in that second half, he probably would have been. You know, so the way I look at it, and I know people aren't going to agree with me. They'll say, "Look at the season, look at the stats, and, and this and that." Well, they didn't play good quarterbacks during the season. That that's number one. The Eagles, the stats did look good. One thing Jonathan Gannon did right was he really. Turbocharged the pass rush, but the second half of that that Super Bowl, man, he got schooled, and and that is, you know, that caused Jalen Hurts um, immortality. You know, I mean, God, it, it's like he I was the best player on the field in the yeah, Super Bowl. I don't know how long he's going to be able to keep doing that. Maybe he won't have to do it either because he's improved as a passer. So, but uh, you know, it's pretty clear if you want to beat the Eagles, you got to put shots on uh, on Jalen Hurts, and that's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I, I agree. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Patrick was the MVP, but he was well, a better player. Yeah, um, maybe not in the second half, though. Mahomes was well. Mahomes fire. was great in the second half. He didn't make any game. mistakes, but uh, and Jalen made the one big mistake. So it is what it is. But I've I've said, Bob, the only difference between Super Bowl Fifty Two and Super Bowl Fifty Seven, the defense played crappy in Minneapolis as well, but Brandon made a play. They yeah, made they got, one play. Yeah. If they make one play in Arizona, they win the Super Bowl as well. We're having an entirely different conversation. Yeah, I which mean, brings us to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And I, I think there's some truth to what he said. Put us in spots to make plays. What happened to the turnovers in the last six, seven games of the season? I mean, it, it just dried up completely. I know they come in bunches. But that was a little bit too much of a coincidence for me. So, and, and it had something to do with with the CJ with his injury situation too. I don't think he was playing the same role that he was when he was getting all those picks. So, I, maybe he was a little bit upset about that too. But uh, 
But you know, the, the, this new guy, you know, I, I'm, I think he's aggressive. I, I've seen the way if he's going to do what Seattle did, they, they blitz, they, they put some heat on. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. You know, they, yeah, know. he didn't blitz when he was the DC in uh, Chicago, Chicago when he but, was um, directly coming off Fangio. But uh, you can't blitz region. in Chicago because they had nothing there. They really now had when when he was there, they still did. They still had Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn was Robert getting Quinn, eighteen and a half. Sacks sacks. Did he have? Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. It, it, same Sean Desai, you know, in Chicago was a lot like Jonathan Gannon here. He didn't have to blitz. So if you don't have to blitz, why are you blitzing? I don't think many fans can wrap that around their heads. If you don't well, have to blitz, well, why would you blitz? Here's a thought, John. The quarterback is playing on one leg. Which quarterback? The quarterback oh, that they Super Bowl. He's on one he leg. looked okay to me, though. For uh, God's sakes, get after him, you know? Well, they Set tried. The, it was the field. Maybe you didn't, maybe didn't you hear, Bob, yeah. that the, the, the field, field was specifically blame, tailored uh, to make it difficult on. for the Eagles blame speed the rushers to be able to get the Patrick blame Mahomes. Blame the father. Right. And, and how can the officials, whose job is to call penalties, Call an obvious hold, not ju- not just once, but twice late in the game. He got the he Bradbury held the guy twice on the same play, right in front of the referee. Now, you know what? The referee really shouldn't call that, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, when the player himself admits he held, it's over for me. I'm not going to complain about right. it. Right. The, the know, only that's... the only argument you can make about that not being called is they it was the first illegal contact downfield holding pass interference any of those none had been called in the entire game up until that point and that's the with with under two minutes ago that's when you're going to actually pull a flag out of your pocket twice in front of the official this this shirt stretch back even then they had a chance to make a stop on the next play jody I they thought didn't. it was a soft call i'm not telling you it was a wrong call i'm just telling you I if it were it was a it it if the Eagles were in that situation offensively and the jersey came out from A.J. Brown, Eagles fans would be incensed if that flag wasn't thrown. Incensed. I'm with you, Bob. I don't I, I don't blame the officials at all. Eagles had plenty of opportunities. They didn't get it done. I just want to wrap up the coaching staff, though, because for this reason, you know – it's very rare to have the same coaching staff for two consecutive seasons. Yeah, the it Eagles is. had that. Now, five coaches so far. Not only Jonathan Gannon, but Shane Steichen, Nick Rollis, we mentioned, Denard Wilson, even Joe Casper. They've lost five assistant coaches. And now you are have the political winds blowing. Is Denard Wilson upset? Did he get fired? You have all this crap you sort of had with Doug. You know, same kind of things. Does Jeffrey like this guy? Does Howie involved? All these political wins. Is that is that a big problem for this organization? No, not not with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback because uh, it's his team. You, you can say what you want about the rest of the people and even what the players saying. Jalen's going to get him to play for him, and it, it's that simple. And they're going to extend his contract. It'll be it'll be interesting to see when they do that. I, I'm sure that they want to get ahead of it if they can. But it's his team. That that stuff people will forget that by training camp. All right, uh, John and I debated this a little earlier in the game. I'd be interesting interested in your take. Uh, did you see 
Chauncey Gardner Johnson's tweet last night? Uh, I I didn't see it. I I read about reactions to it. Um, I I don't know what. To okay. Right. If, if you didn't see it, then you don't even have an opinion on yeah. it. Well, um, you, John and I debated a little bit. John didn't read anything into it. I read into it that he's laying the groundwork to potentially become an ex-Philadelphia Eagle, and it was a quasi-goodbye. Not that it can't change. Not that you can't do a 180 and actually, absolutely come back and play for the Eagles. And it wasn't a definitive goodbye, but it was opening the door to a goodbye. Uh, do you think the Eagles will go – to the level it takes to get Chauncey Gardner Johnson back here. Well, I don't think he's going to take a discount. Let me put it that way. I mean, he, <laughs> he tied for the league league in interceptions and, and he really shouldn't. Um, that, that is not a premium position for the Eagles. Uh, the, the kind of hybrid role that they have personally, I, I would pay him. Um, it, it's going to be, um, if that secondary is really going to change, I, you know, I think they got some issues back there. Um, Slay, if he doesn't renegotiate, what do you do? It doesn't sound like he's real happy right now, Slay. And no, um, not if they bring in Matt Patricia. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, that maybe that's part of the. I mean, I, I think he could still coexist, but you know. And by the way, that Patricia thing. Why does everybody? The guy would coach linebackers. Why do people think it's a bad idea to coach the Eagles linebackers? I don't. Yeah. I don't get that. You know. Um, no, he, I mean, he, since you ask, I'll answer. He did. He, he was did a head coach in the NFL last year. He was calling the plays, right? So now he's down to being a linebacker coach. If you he don't think that's a step backwards, with you're the, kidding yourself. He was a great linebackers coach. They they developed some great linebackers when he was there. So, uh, so are you I, saying he'd be capable of doing it? Or are you are you saying maybe I misunderstood the point you were trying to make? I think that that. It, why would he want to go backwards is my question. Why would he want to come here and just coach the linebacker? Not that he wouldn't be good at it, but going from head coach to coordinator to positional coach, his coaching career is going in a direction and it's backwards. And that would consider uh, include a step backwards here in Philadelphia. You can't all you sometimes you got to take a couple of steps. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. He's a good positional coach. He's a good linebackers coach. But, yeah, from his perspective, he's going backward. Jerry. Yeah, right. No but question about that. <laughs> guys, guys, they had some great linebacker play there. And they had it with guys that were second, third, and even, well, I mostly second and third day picks. And, you know, I, I'm all in favor of that. I think, you know, if you've got to ruffle some feathers to do it, go ahead. I mean, I, you know, but, Rapp- but, 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 but what, you know, is it that important um, to ruffle the feathers of a team captain, a guy who's a big part of the locker room, a guy who's a big part of the team who obviously has got a big, big problem with Matt. Even, you know, remember, I always bring this up, Bob. Remember when Jim Swartz was trying to compliment DK Metcalf and compared him to Calvin Johnson? And I don't even think DK knew who Calvin Johnson was. And it was like, Jim essentially said, you're the closest thing I've seen to Calvin Johnson since Calvin Johnson. And DK took that as a slight and it was a compliment. Do you think the same thing happened to Patricia? Because the whole story is Darius was working out with Richard Sherman and another good corner, but I forget the other good corner. And he said, oh, 
Yeah, you're not there yet. Yeah. You know, but it was yet. And I, he had only been the one Pro Bowl. Sherman was an all pro at the time. Um, do you think it's sort of that kind of thing? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that um, Darius, you know, he's going to, um, as much as he's contributed to the Eagles, he, he's just got to suck it up. I mean, come on. I think they asked him to take a pay cut. Uh, not a pay cut, but a, they wanted him to restructure. And yeah. um, maybe even do one of those Fletcher Cox type of deals, you know? <clears throat> Who knows? I mean, and I think he was, he might have been a little bit, um, upset about that or something and then something somehow his agent found out this is my theory that they had spoken to patricia you know you know about possibly joining the staff and i i think that's how it got out there that's that's what i believe so yeah but they need to be kept they need to handle slay carefully because if you cut darius slay that's a 21 million dollar dead cap hit uh, He'd only be yeah, saving four million dollars. His his cap hit this year coming up is twenty tw- low twenty sixes. You'd be taking twenty one million dead cap. You're so right. you'd be minus slay, and then you'd have to replace him for less than five million dollars. Good luck with that. They have to do some kind of a Howie magic trick extension to get his cap number down this year. And Slay and his agent aren't stupid people. They're not just going to do it out of the goodness of their heart and take a lesser deal. Oh, no, it's going to be there's a much better chance for a Slay extension than there is a Slay trade or a Slay cut. Yeah, I, well, I think a restructure. Yeah, I, I think there's something along those lines. I don't I don't see him getting cut. But uh, if he's unhappy, you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe they asked. Maybe he told him, you know, hey, if you're not if you don't want me. You know, there's other teams that will, you know, that that would be really interesting because you're right. That will impact one way or the other. That's going to impact the salary cap. All right. Let's do a Sophie's choice a Bob Groats, uh, Sophie's choice. How, how do you swing? Uh, things are going negative with Darius Slay. Matt Patricia's coming in. He doesn't want to be here. Get your favorite player, James Bradbury, back and maybe let uh, Slay move on. How do you how do you finagle that? Well, you could definitely get Bradbury for less money than Slay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot less money. So I don't know about everybody's a lot lot less money than Slay. They draft somebody, but I still think that the Eagles with that with their first pick, I think they're going to go with a with a big defense or some kind of some kind of pass rusher, Miles Murphy. And now I can't remember that guy, uh, that guy from Pitt. I don't think people think he's going to be available late in the first round. I don't think he is. He's so uh, small, though. Bob. Yeah, he, he really is. But but man, what a what a change up. I mean, can you imagine him playing next to Jordan Davis? I mean, Jordan takes on the blockers and this little guy. I mean, that the guy is really quick. He yeah. is, he's not Errol Donald powerful, but he's he's almost that quick. So and uh, and he you know will that. Will that work in the NFL? Uh, you gotta, you got to be good at projecting that. But I think they're going to take a pass rusher uh, with the first pick and then trade that other pick for uh, for picks. And there's an inevitable comparison to be made with Aaron Donald because they're both out of Pittsburgh. But there are similarities to their game and there are differences to their game too. You're the right. The really fast. you gotta, you got to check out some of the highlights. That, I mean, they're highlights, give, granted. you got to check those out on, on uh, YouTube. I mean, he just he, – he's – He's instinctive too, but you know, will that size be enough? I mean, will he be able to to still do that at the next level? 
TBD. Well, you and I used to talk about uh, Micah Parsons and his short arms, and uh, uh, he's doing man. just fine as a yeah. pass rusher. Yeah, he just – you're right. I mean, he he just set – you know, his uh, – I think it was his sophomore year. He had a great year. He just uh, – and then the COVID thing hit, and we didn't see him at all. And uh, I don't know what that – that lit a fire under him or something, but he was already good. But I, I really did have doubts about – you know that the arm length. You know it was like he had two hands coming out of his shoulder. <laughs> He's like All a right, little T Rex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Bob Groats. Is well, the first one is a legit question. Is Brandon Graham coming back? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh, yeah. Okay. So Brandon Graham's uh, coming back at defensive end. Maybe yeah. only twenty to twenty-five snaps a game, but he's going to be back. Is Josh Wett going to be on the Eagles again this year? Who's that? Josh Wett. Oh yeah. Oh okay. He's going to be there. They're not uh, gonna... yeah. that that Reddick guy who was a defensive player of the year. Kind of. He's going to be a defensive end for the Eagles, right? Right. All you need is that inside push, Jody. And Derek Barnett is back again next year. Come on, he's still under contract. He's going to be uh, back and and giving them edge pressure. They have already to... got four guys. What are they going to take another cat. edge guy for? You don't have to worry about dead cat money with him. No, you don't. And remember, Jody, th this year's a perfect example. Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean. The Eagles aren't necessarily going to take a player that has to play right away. Now, they want, if they're taking a guy at number 10, they want him to play right away. But they've proven again and again. I mean, they'll take a guy. It, 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 speaking of edge rusher, because I think they might take an edge rusher. I think it's edge rusher or cornerback at number 10. I think it's either or, depending on how the board falls. Um, and if they think the better edge rusher is, is the better player, they'll take them. Even if they have more depth, they'll take them. Yeah, but the difference this year than previous years is they got more holes in the starting lineup. Potential holes. We shouldn't say that yet. We got to see how free agency plays itself out. But they could li literally – be replacing uh, two safeties, a linebacker, Jody, and a cornerback. Jody, this is still a playoff team. They could lose all 18 of those free agents and, and contend for the NFC title. I mean, they they still have that talent. They have the quarterback, and they have a high-powered offense. That's basically how they won games this past year. The pass rush after the after Jordan – I mean, after uh, uh, Jalen got them a lead, the pass rush would kick in. So they still had those components. You know, you know you're good when you have 18 free agents, and you're going to be in the playoffs even if you don't bring them back. I mean, that's this team has depth. And by the way, by the way, once the season gets started, or even we get to training camp, guess what the preferred destination is going to be for these marginal free agents that want to take one year? Yeah. yeah. Guess where the the what's the desired destination, John? You're right. Yeah. Jalen, Eagles, they got a shot. Unless so, they look at the NFLPA report cards and say, uh, I can't get uh, first-class seats on the plane or the Novacare complex is too small. Who was small. the one that had rats in the, in the training room? Uh, Jacksonville. Abby, Abby my Jacksonville. buddy uh, Tony Khan uh, oh, down in Jacksonville. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rats, I, in the, uh, <laughs> rats in the I, facility. I don't think I said it. I think I said it on WIP. Out of the water fountain. Yeah. 
somehow Christian <laughs> Kirk got past the rat infestation in Jacksonville. Do you think maybe it was the fact that they offered more money than anybody else? It's nice now, that that's the NFL true, but, yeah, yeah. That out, but please, but, uh, but, your but, destination but, but, is going to be decided by who offers you the most money. Not no, by who's uh, got uh, the uh, most uh, comfortable seats in the club. Imagine house. that interview, Jody. Uh, yeah, can you tell me about the rat infestation? Um, yeah, yeah. Before I, come I think to- what they Bob- could told him and then said, "Oh, by the way, and here's what we're offering you as a contract. Where do I sign?" I think what Bob is saying: the guys who are in a position, maybe like a one-year deal for five million, or a one-year deal for four million, they might go ring shopping. I, yeah, you know, we saw it with Indomik and Sue in season. And and Linval Joseph, ring shopping's a real thing now. Ring shopping players. is a great way to put it, right? Yeah, and the Eagles and are a good team. So. I'll ask you this last question, Bob Gross, because I asked John the other day. He said no chance, no shot. Beginning of the season, could we see either Sue or Linval Joseph do the same thing next year? Wait till mid-season, not have to go to yeah. camp, six, yeah. seven games in, and then go. Oh yeah, by the way, Eagles, I come back and play with you guys again if yeah. you needed me. Any chance yeah. they bring either of those two guys back in season yes. for ring yep. shopping purposes? Yes and yes. I'd like to see him do it with Joseph because I think he his, uh, he, he really helped out Jordan Davis um, with the technical aspects of playing that nose tackle. He he would be a great resource. And, uh, yeah, the, the, neither of those guys together, I don't think they have 17 games in them. You know, they're, they're up there in years, a lot of miles, you know. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's, and they've that's, made a lot of money, so they're not going to. You know, Play Maybe 17 games ends up doing that. Yeah, it's good. Ooh, point. Fletcher waiting till Maybe. in season to Maybe. make a decision. Yeah. A month that, or two, something. Yeah, right. That is yeah. interesting. Bob Groats, uh, glad to see you made it back from Arizona finally. Uh, where yeah. are you up to today? Uh, I got to pay this ticket in Kalamazoo. Yeah, Kalamazoo. Gotta, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, court. is yeah. that close to East Lansing or not? Now that's Southern Michigan. I made Kalamazoo. a wrong turn in yeah. Windsor. Yeah, Windsor. I, I love I it. Went o- You're going it. over the bridge to Windsor. You got your passport. You got to have your passport now. Yeah, I, I got some stuff I got to do. Right, my GPS is all fouled up. That's yeah. that's a book I want to read. You got to um, update. Bob Groats travels America. Yes. All right. I, I, I want to pre-order that on Amazon today. As a matter of fact, uh, Groats always a pleasure. Thanks. Don't buddy. give me Thanks, ideas. Bob. See ya. That is Bob Groats here with us on Birds 365. All right, coming back, we got to put a bow on the show. Don't go anywhere and hit the like button before you do. If you do, you better hit that like button for Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. almost in the can and as i'm sure 99.9 percent of you know if you just tuned in late and you missed any of the show oh it's readily available you can go back and watch it anytime you want here on the youtube channel so and it was a good show with bob groats and uh, mike gill both on with us previously tomorrow we got two good guests as well john stolness from bleeding green nation will hop aboard and our pal chris landry uh, NFL scout and uh, independent advisor to teams who was uh, all over the combine last week. So uh, Chris said he can uh, join us uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Is today the day the Eagles make it official and hire Matt Patricia? Um, eh, you never know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, though. You say no? No. I think at this point, you know, because the coordinators are done. You know, more interesting to me is when the Eagles are going to introduce the new coordinators. We already know Brian Johnson, but, uh, you know, at some point, Brian and Sean have to talk to us. Uh, I'm hoping that happens. But they might be getting the whole coaching staff. Now they'll wait till everybody is put together and the whole staff is put together before they announce that kind of stuff. But you think the only two that will be made – uh, available to the media will be the coordinators, right? You're not going to yeah. get the- in the off season. No, uh, we'll get the assistance. Would uh, Matt Patricia position. merit being no. given a chance to talk no. to the? He uh, should. It'd be nice, but yeah, no. never position coaches till in season. Well, training camp, I consider in season. I, I would tend to agree, but I thought maybe just maybe there a guy who's formerly a head coach in the National Football League. 
might merit a different consideration than somebody who's. It'd be like great, but that's not how they do business, man. Replacing yeah. a twenty-nine-year-old Rick uh, Rallis with uh, a grizzled veteran former head coach in the league like Matt Patricia, yeah, just yeah, you probably plenty of things to talk you. about with Matt Patricia. Yes, that's why I would uh, like to see you guys get your shot at the uh, New Eagles linebacker coach if that happens. And McMullen guarantees you it's not happening tomorrow, but he's not guaranteeing you that it's not going to happen at some point. Could very well happen. All right, uh, then we'll end on this note. Which Eagle free agent will take a social media stance today that you won't read into it that they're leaving the organization? Um, Bradbury's not a uh, social media guy. He doesn't really. He's, he's an old soul. Um, let's Fletch see. doesn't go down that. Well, road. I think I think, Mar- did. I think Marcus is going to be back if if Chauncey's leaving. I think Fletcher's going to be back if Javon's leaving. Um, I'm trying to think. TJ Gardner Minshew, Gardner, parting words to the Philadelphia fan base nah. who goes out the door. Yeah, those are not high-profile. It's got to be a high-profile guy because the high-profile guys, Jody, they're the ones that are going to sign during legal, legal tampering. You're going to see Charles Gardner-Johnson agrees to a four-year deal with whomever, uh, $13 million a year, blah, blah, blah. And all the high-profile, maybe, maybe nah, Isaac doesn't talk. Um, we'll see if that's the case. Are we going to know by when? If Jason Kelsey is coming back then, if you think that there's a chance Isaac Samalu signs during legal tampering, doesn't sign, but agrees to a deal during legal tampering, Eagles need to know, at least as per your line of thinking, which I think yeah, is a very good yeah. one. They need to know if Jason's coming back as to how to handle Isaac. Yeah, I, ultimately, I think Jason's going to say he's coming back on his podcast. So I don't know when the podcast comes out, but uh, um, I think he's going to do it himself and say, I'm coming back for one more year. Well, himself or with his brother? With his brother on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. When does that break? Because how he was on the podcast the week he was out in Indianapolis. Yeah. Was it like Thursday? That'd be tomorrow then. So yeah. you're thinking there's a possibility tomorrow we can be talking about it Friday here on Birds 365. To there's a possibility. There's a possibility. Right. Uh, new episodes on Wednesday. So it's today, actually. Ooh, um, so... You're gonna have but to I guess it's already to... out, so I guess he didn't. It would, if he said something, um, people would have already mentioned something. New episode, yeah, it's already no, out. So it's not going to happen on the podcast. All right, yeah. yeah good, so I got good, one wrong. Good, good so guess. I got one wrong. Good try. I like the yeah. effort, McMullen. That would have yeah. been good. It might have been a, a, a smart way to play it if it were Kelsey. Yeah. All right, uh, brother. I say we do this again tomorrow. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do it. I'll get another one wrong tomorrow. I guarantee it. Back at you again in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.
Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.